You are listening to MSP 1337. I'm your host, Chris Johnson, and I'd like to thank you for joining us today. Uh, first and foremost, I'd like to thank our sponsor, MSP Ignite. MSP Ignite offers a peer group experience that is unique to managed service providers in the technology industry. If you are serious about implementing a model for success through sharing and collaboration of best practices, this is the best way to do it. Head on over to msp-ignite.com to get more information. All right, on to the show. Welcome everybody to this episode of MSP 1337. I'm joined again this week by Eric Hansen of Inland Productivity Solutions. Welcome, Eric. Thanks, Chris. Hey, so we always struggle with topics for this uh, show. And so uh, in lieu of that, I actually did some really good research over the weekend. No, I didn't. I was on vacation. But I have decided that in lieu of the upcoming town hall called do the right thing, I started thinking about conversations that you and I have had and how that is a direct correlation to cybersecurity. So uh, basically, there's been a lot of rumblings within the MSP community, particularly within MSP Ignite, of frustration around doing the right thing should be the first thing that they think about rather than, I don't have time for this. Uh, I'm too busy, I, I'm a one-man shop, or any number of excuses. And right. the, the reality is doing the right thing, especially in the vein of, of this, this show, which is highly focused on cybersecurity, is to have that mindset of cybersecurity first, a culture approach to cybersecurity being part of every conversation, not just uh, occasionally we talk about it, it's part of the Thursday meeting and that's it. So. The reason I reached out to you, as we were talking about before, is you and I did an episode a while back, and one of the things that we talked about was, what are you responsible for when there's something out there that at one point in time, you needed to have access to it, whether it was cell phone provider or any number of things. So fast forward to our conversation today, I asked you the question, okay, if you see something that doesn't fit, like what in this picture is not like the others, what are your obligations and what should you do? Because as we're looking at this through the lens today and for the foreseeable future on doing the right thing, Eric, what does doing the right thing even mean? Because I, I think you highlighted it very well. It's much larger than just making this decision based on uh, a moral compass or business ethics. It's a much bigger challenge than that. Well, yeah, I mean, it's so, let me first start. I'm not an attorney and I don't play one on TV, nor did I st stay at a Hollywood or a, a, Holiday, Inn. a Holiday Inn Express last night. But, but, yeah. Uh, um, so I think that, you know, doing the right thing does, and, and you, you kind of said, well, it's not this, it's not that. Well, it kind of is. You know, it's, it's teaching or, or, making sure that your internal um, culture when you're working with clients is to do the right thing, even if it's not the thing you're directly working on. 
So, yeah, is that like saying um, it's the the phrase that we see at the airport all the time? You know, if you see something, say something. You know, if it's not your bag, uh, why are you standing next to it? And if you're not going to stand next to it, are you going to tell somebody that there's an unattended suitcase, or are you going to just try to get as quickly as you can out of the airport? Well, sure, sure. And I think that's a problem that that we have in the MSP community. You know, for years we've been taught to, you know, try to get everybody to be super super efficient right and and super super efficient does not um bode well for necessarily doing the right thing because you might see something you know or an engineer might see something hey that ain't right maybe that requires further investigation oh well that wasn't what my ticket was for so i'm not going to deal with it you know what i just found out that sally's got access to um to the ceo's yeah folder file you know whatever it is something um and sally really shouldn't have that so why does sally have that well i wasn't working on that so i'm just going to ignore it i'm going to wait till the client finds it so okay we got to pause for a minute because i think that's that's not necessarily a, a bad engineer right or a bad tech this no. goes back to the culture problem that we've seen over and over again, because, you know, part of my job responsibility is to address problem. That's the ticket. Close right. ticket as efficiently as possible. Right. Right. I am. I am judged on how quickly I close the ticket. Not necessarily how right is it? I mean, to some degree, how right is it? Right. You know, if it gets reopened, obviously. But did I see something? as I was driving by. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, as, it's as simple as you see some, you know, some crime in progress as you're driving along. Do you pick up the phone and call 911 and say, hey, this is going on? Or do you just, yeah, I'm going to drive by and not look? Or I think the more common one is uh, I'm not the only person that has driven by. Well, yeah. So somebody else will call. Yeah, somebody someone else, else. Somebody else will see it. Well, or in this case, then. it'd be like it'd be like saying, um, "Well, this is obviously not right. So this is probably already open in another ticket." Right. Right. Yeah. 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 It's that. It's that making the assumption that well, somebody else is going to deal with it. You know. Well, make sure it's getting dealt with. Um, you know the uh, the the problem of. Doing the right thing is is a big problem, uh, you know. The and in some ways we do it, maybe. You know, what do you what do you do when you get that cybersecurity um, uh, uh, insurance questionnaire? Well, how, how do you answer that? Well, you answer it hopefully truthfully, and then use that in an MSP setting use that as a sales opportunity right. to go sell all the stuff that that needs to be done but why didn't we have those conversations before that right well i think that's the two truths right so there's the truth of answering the questionnaire as truthfully as you can and sometimes that's based on what you believe to be true versus what is actually true i see that type of answers happening all the time and that kind of goes back to the example you gave of you know 
forget who the secretary was, but apparently she can see the CEO's file folder. That's and, Sally. Oh, Sally. Yeah, I was <laughs> gonna say Sally. Yep, Sally is Sally's the girl this week. It was that, or yeah, and and I think that it goes back to the assumption part of I'm not the first person to have looked at this or seen the problem. Therefore, and I think this goes to that whole: if the culture is cybersecurity a first approach, um, it should be like we're always talking about what we found and what we saw because it might not be a ticket. It might be that I am the first one to see it. And I think that's the, for me, as I've been thinking about this for a while now, this type of scenario is one that I think is more common than we'd like to think. Oh, I'm, I guarantee it is. And the, and the other thing that comes to mind is, since we're, you know, talking smack about Sally. Yeah. Sally probably knew. And Sally never pointed it out either. So that's a problem in the client's organization. Hey, I don't think I should have, I don't think I should be able to see your personal files, Mr. President. So that's an interesting one. So I had a similar scenario happen to me recently and, and I took a lot of heat for it. So I had found a, an OU that had, um, was inheriting admin privileges, domain admin privileges. So even though the users themselves were not added to that group, their group that they were supposed to be in had been added to the domain admin group. So it's like looking for a needle in a haystack until you run an audit, you would have never known it was there because none of the users show up as having those permissions. So anyways, right. um, I think it was, I wanna say it was 100, 100 and some users. So way too many users, like 10 was a lot. Um, and so what happened is I went in, of course, and fixed that, right? I turned it off. One and person, <laughs> one person in the entire organization went absolutely ballistic because we had taken away their ability to run an application that they needed to repair corrupt SD cards. So... First off, my, my first inkling was, okay, that's great. You can fix these SD cards with this app that you found on the internet that you needed to be able to install, patch, update, whatever. But let's answer the actual question here. Why are the SD cards getting corrupt in the first place? That would require this sort of never. series of... Never, 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 look never, at, never. Never look at the root cause. No, no. Don't so, look at the root cause. But here's the funny part. If the user wouldn't have ever had admin privileges and was, and or, or even if they had them and said, hey, um, by the way, I don't know if this is supposed to be the case, but I have admin privileges. The rest of the users had no idea they had admin privileges and never used them. To the best of your knowledge. From but what I can tell. But did a bad guy use them in the interim? No. So right. that's. In that case, you were okay. Yeah. So, so, right. Right. So, but more, more to the, to the, to what you were saying, like, see something, say something. No, I didn't. Cause I knew, and it's kind of like, Hey, this is a good, like put this one in case I ever need something category. This one was actually using it and never thought for two seconds that it was, wasn't the norm. Like that this wasn't like that this was right. He sh like they shouldn't have this access. And so to be fair, um, I can't say that that user was trying to be malicious. I don't think that's the case at all. Um, but the reality is, you know, shadow IT creeps 
really well when there's no oversight. <laughs> yeah, when there's it's, when there's no uh, well, when the cat's away, yeah. yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, it's not even the cat's away. They're like, oh well, let me see if this will work. Hey, cool, it worked, and they don't know right. why. They don't know why it worked, and and they're not and, concerned with that why, right? right. Like, they're, they're just like, trying to fix. They're just trying to un, you know, to straighten out the corruption on the SD card, right? Right. And so if we think about our engineers doing their job and being efficient, productive, and on a scalable model where it's like, how many tickets can I work together at the same time? That might be from multiple clients. You're now going to that next step, which is my clients, the end users. Mm -hmm. Well, they're all using the same mindset too. It just doesn't involve a ticketing system. Well, yeah. And this, you know, and that, that particular thing might've happened years and years and years ago with an engineer who went, Hey, I got to install this thing on these users. Machines. It's not working. I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and temporarily grant them domain admin rights. Cause that makes it work. And then just yeah. forgot. To, well, so this means not to go, so we don't go off too far in a rabbit hole, but yeah. I feel like this is that the example that you and I have had this conversation over the years. It's like, um, when you're looking at the file server infrastructure, do you want to migrate that to 2019 server or do you want to create a new file server infrastructure from scratch? Because yeah. 2001 was like yesterday. So I'm sure the security that was enabled and set up then should be exactly the same as how you would do it today. Uh, yeah, I mean, was zero trust even a thing then? I mean, it was. I think nobody, trust was implicit. It was implicit literally, trust. Yeah, literally nobody did it. So you, you've ended up with these file structures, you know, that now you're migrating to the cloud that were never well thought out or never thought out with a, with a true security focus. Right, because it was game. always behind a wall. It was, the, the wall existed even if it wasn't a good wall. Right. So that's like, right. it remind, that reminds me of like the three users that uh, you know, ended up being kind of like the de facto, that's how we accessed files. You had anonymous. Uh, you had admin and you had guest, and very often all three of those were on, and everybody knew the the credentials. The credentials were required because then then everybody get to the files that they needed. It's well, very, yeah, very convenient. then they, then they could get their job. But very scalable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah we're actually are... doing we're actually doing a migration on one of those right now. It's like, well, wait, why are we cutting this stuff up? Because uh, this was not the way it ever should have been. And you're right. growing. And at the rate you're growing, I'd rather have the pain now, which is, you know, mid-range pain, than have the tremendous pain it'll be to fix later. Because you will have to fix it at some point. Well, so so part of this doing the right thing means you're going to be the bad guy. Right, like that's there's no question that you aren't going to be I disliked. I have a hat for that. It's in the other room, though. <laughs> <laughs> it says bad guy. Yeah. So, so we're actually going through a scenario right now where we're playing good cop, bad cop. So we're working on uh, we're working through two FA or or more MFA, and man, you wouldn't believe how the requirement goes. Well, okay, so um, Joey, who's five, he needs two factor authentication, and I'm like, Joey doesn't know how to write, let alone. <laughs> do shapes or any number of things like how are we going to enforce this so we, we've come up with a solution but but the thing that has me floored is that we're so quick to say i can't versus 
I wonder how we can do this and not have it be more than an inconvenience to a five-year-old. Right. Well, I, I mean, it's an inconvenience to me too, but. And you get mad. I, I mean, I know I do. I know I get actually visibly frustrated if you were sitting next to me when I'm like, where's my phone? I've got to do two FA. I was just in here and I hit the back button on accident. Now I got to do it all over again. And, mm-hmm. you know, three or four other people's like, and this is why we don't do two factor because that very reason. And I'm like, that's not, that wasn't that. that that's and not because, a good enough reason. Right. But because of my behavior in front of them, they took that to mean Chris is turning off 2FA any place that he actually can and is not required to use it because he doesn't like it any more than they do. Yeah. So, no, I mean, I'm, I'm very upfront when talking to customers and prospects about 2FA and it's like, look, this is going to be a pain in the butt. There is but, no, there is no shining this up. It yeah, but, is a pain in the butt, and a, and I, and I'll use a sobolism here. A sobolism, it, got it. A sobolism. Nice. I co- heard it here, and he needs he needs to pay me a royalty now. All right. Um, <laughs> that it's a tax on business. You know, all this security stuff that we're doing really is a a tax. And I like the, I like looking at it that way and and talking to customers about it. like it's a tax it sucks. I I have to say that is the first time I've heard that phrase used, and I think that is a hundred percent true. Um, it it's a uh, it's not sales tax, right? Because uh, security tax is an unpredictable percentage based on your risk. Yeah, right. It's not, so it's, and, and it's not it's not tech debt. Nope. Although although I would say tech debt can play a role in your security because yeah. generally speaking, you have assumed the tech debt. Um, and you have I have seen in many cases where because it's assumed tech debt, it's assumed that I can't do anything about it. And I'm not saying for one for one minute, that means tech debt means change vendor. I'm saying that assumed tech debt is you have no control over removing some of the security vulnerabilities that you really have responsibility for. And we're so quick to say, oh no, that was the vendor's fault. When the reality is just because the vendor may have introduced a vulnerability in a product that they created that you so quickly consumed, doesn't mean that they're also obligated or responsible for the security portion of patching that up. Yeah. We want them to be responsible for it. That's a different line item down below the, or actually not down below, it's above the subtotal. It's the new line item that says the uh, agent or per seat cost that you used to pay for at $1.70 a month per seat is now $2.70 a month per seat because, oh, we removed all the tech debt for you. Now it costs more. <laughs> There you go. There you go. I don't even know where I was going with that. Uh, I that... don't know. As usual, we got a little bit off the rails, but. Uh... But, but you, I think you said it really well. I think saying that it's got that tax is really, is really a good way to say it. And I think that that makes it tangible in the conversation, not, not just with your employees, but with the client to say, hey, look. This is why it's happening. Not it's just a product or a service that we're selling you. It's it's impacting everything. Yeah, yeah. And know that I get that this sucks. 
Right. But I think this is where I, I think this is the whole do the right thing. This is a behavior change that we have to like literally force square peg round hole until it gets rounded enough and it fits because it's not comfortable and none of us want to do it. None of us want to do it. Did yeah. I say that? Yeah. None of us want to do this because it is inconvenient. I mean, I do feel cool when I do it. Like, you know, I flip it out and you know, like, here's the six digit code that I punched in. And I'm all proud of myself when it works. Um, and it doesn't always work, right? Like uh, my favorite is the copy paste, like where you, where you <laughs> click on yeah. it. And because you can't see down below, it doesn't, you're not sure if it went to the clipboard or not. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or, or you, or you copied it and you were, you got distracted because you know a UFO flew by and yeah, and thirty seconds. You go and paste it, and well, it's not thirty. I mean, maybe you maybe you copied it, you know, two seconds before it expired. Oh, before it and... expired. <laughs> but even even best case scenario, yeah, I don't look at the timer. Have, yeah, well, I don't know how many people have said I need more than thirty seconds to punch in six numbers that I have to look for on the keyboard. You need it's to fair. find another job. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so. So, okay, so we really, um, we've used a lot of great examples of how doing the right thing often flies in the face of doing your job or doing your job efficiently and well. So the bigger reason why I wanted you to help me navigate this is the, how do you have this conversation primarily with your own staff? Because I think you can almost leave it up to your staff at some point down the road to have the conversation with end users and and the clients, because if you know, do as I say, not as I do, is not the model that we're we're wanting to do here. So how how did it start with you? Because I mean, I've known you a long time. I've known several of the guys that work for you, and know that they share a lot of the same uh, sentiment around what we're talking about today. So how did you start this conversation within your own organization? Well, I, I mean, I don't know that it was necessarily a conversation where I had to sit down and say, okay, hey guys, we're going to start doing the right thing all the time. It's Tuesday. <laughs> um, it's, it's Tuesday and by yeah. Friday, we're going to do the right thing. <laughs> we're going to have this thing dialed in, yes. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I mean, I think it, I think it boils down to really culture and, you know, I've always been one that, you know, don't don't think that you can't come and tell me that I'm full of crap or I'm doing something the wrong way um, or that this is wrong. We could do this better. And that's that's a part of what we're talking about is being able to tell the client, hey, this is wrong. We need to do this better. Right. Um, and and it's not always necessarily, you know, a client. Right. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's all sorts of other stuff. Um, but, it, you know, I think it goes to the character of people. And I think in general, people have reasonably good character, but, you know, making that extra effort to go, you know, rather than to overlook something that uh, perhaps isn't quite right. And, you know, maybe I'm too much of a goody two shoes in, in that regard. Um, uh, but you know, uh, whenever I find this stuff, I've, I've actually called people who aren't our clients and said, Hey, um, you know, in, in troubleshooting this thing for our client, we discovered, uh, this, and yeah. I, I, I mean, I've gotten, here we go. I've got a perfect example. We had 
uh, Until I tell you that it's wrong. <laughs> so I had an attorney client. They're like, hey, uh, we're, I don't remember exactly what it was they were looking for, uh, for one of their clients. And for some reason, I had strung together this, this Google search and had failed to remove the term PDF from it while I was searching around looking for something. And I stumbled upon a repository of uh, a very, very large repository of medical PDFs. Oh, joy. It was HIPAA hell. It was a billing company and they're in everything they had was indexed in Google. Oh boy. Do you think that they were such an old company that they had one of the original Google search appliances in their office? <laughs> nope. They just, they had it on a, they had it on a cloud repository. That happened to have public facing. That happened indexing. to be public facing and it was indexable. Ooh. So I discovered, you know, of course I look at the URL and I'm like, well, what if I remember, what if I remove this? Oh, look, I get a directory listing. Well, let's go up a couple of directories. Like, holy crap. Wow. So that wasn't what I was looking for. Right. Now, conversely, the uh, it, it did turn out that this was something having to do with that client matter. And my client was able to use that as a lever to to get compliance on what they were trying to do but the bigger right. problem was it's like hey I, I discovered this you know it's like you discover child porn on a customer's machine or network yeah what do you do well you're either I mean, complicit in it and an well, accessory I'm or, well, yeah. in california you have to replace it right it. i'm i'm, but, I'm uh, in that boat as well I mean, a mandatory well, reporter. That's the boat. Well, yeah, you 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 are in the mandatory reporter boat. Yes. Uh, at least for 14 days, right? Right, for 14 <laughs> days. Um, but, you know, I, of course, had to report that. Right. And, you know, and that's, uh, I think that it's funny, the path that we're on, because I think about, what hackers do, right? Like, how do I get through your firewall? How do I social engineer something? And what you're describing is without hacking something, you found the exploitable vulnerability unintentionally. And the big question is, what do you do with that information? Because we know what happens when a hacker finds it. The good guy is like, hey, I'm giving you guys 30 days to fix this before I go, you know, to the public and say, hey, like, this is what I found, right? Like, that's same vein, different set of... Yeah, slightly different set of circumstances, but right. exactly the same vein, for sure. So now I'm going, okay, how do I have these conversations uh, uh, with the client? Because this goes back to what you said, you know, it, it's really a tax. Well, I think about what you found there's a huge piece, I think, for me, that's like, how do I educate somebody on the why this is a problem? Because obviously, this particular example you gave, no one is really going, hmm, 
I don't really see what the big deal here is. I, I don't think that's that I, well, why is this a problem? It's very easy to get to. I can use Google to search it. Like it's great. Right. Mm -hmm. I think about the more subtle things like uh, a broken SSL cert or a, you know, like a website, like, Oh, I'm, I'm never going to this website again because the SSL cert's broken. Oh, wait, that's my website. No. Um, but that <laughs> happens, right? Like I think, this goes back to that whole uh, culture and behavior change that says we're all in this together. And if I don't say something or I don't do something about it, we all end up paying a pretty big penalty because of the, the ignoring it factor. Yeah. And like who wants to yeah. sit in traffic? Like I had the, uh, it popped up on my, um, I was driving this morning and it popped up on my phone and it said, you know, accident reported ahead, uh, says and then it popped up and it said has this accident been cleared yes or no and i wasn't fast enough that time when i when it registered what it was telling me to do but like i never saw the accident like it right. had long since been cleared off the road yeah and and nobody had done anything about it to, right so you got all these cars going past that how many of them are still detouring someplace else to avoid there's no traffic yeah yeah well you know the the beauty of cloud source data right so <laughs> that could be a whole nother topic oh i think there'll be a plenty of topics so the last thing i wanted to talk about as we as we look at wrapping up i think about all of the different data types that are out there the different data classifications of data that we're responsible for do you have anything in place that says hey have you come across you know sally has access to a folder depending on contents of folder, like there's an actual, like this is the incident response path in play so that it is more of a, almost like, I don't want to call it gamification because I, I think that's like the wrong mindset here. Yeah, wrong, this, yeah. I, hey, I, I won a thousand dollars today because I narked on Sally who didn't tell <laughs> us that she could get to the CEO's folder, right? Like right. it's also bad for Sally. Right, like right. Sally now has a level of understanding or knowledge or access to some content that she probably shouldn't ever see because once she sees it, she can't unsee it. Like right. I had right. no idea that Joey in accounting, who basically does the same job I do, but in accounting makes twice as much as I do. Like, well, Sally, that's because you're a woman. Oh wait, that's a different. That's a different show too. That's a different, yeah. It's a whole different. <laughs> maybe, maybe I shouldn't have said that. Whew. Filter, Eric. Filter, 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 filter. Uh, um, yeah, no, yeah. but I think that's a good point because that could have feasibly been why she shouldn't have seen that. Would have been now she's on this downward spiral, good, bad, or otherwise. That right would have never been a problem for Sally in her job had that not happened. Right. Had that had that information not been uh... disclosed. Or available. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say made available. Made but available. the other, but the other thing is, you know, if if poor Sally had, uh, you know, if something had gone down in the organization and it had nothing to do with poor Sally, but later on it's discovered, hey, well, this person had access to that information. You know, who, you know, how many companies have down to the file level? Yeah, we know that a copy of that file was made to right you know, by this user that that really isn't realistic auditing and 
but the assumption and the assertion can be made, well, yeah, Sally used that information to do whatever. We'll go back to thing. the Verizon example, or it doesn't have to be Verizon, but we know that I had access to, as the authority on an account, to add, move, delete, cancel, you name it, for that account, I had yep, carte blanche yep. access, right? What if someone just pretended to be me? Mm -hmm. Who's who's responsible for who's the, the fake me? And how right. do we how do we clear up that mess knowing that fake me did these things? Um, I now have to spend however long in my near future, potentially for a large part of my future, disputing and defending myself against something that may be near that, impossible to prove that I didn't do it. Right. Because right. fake me did a pretty good job of being me. Well, I mean, sound like a dude. They only yeah. talk to the guy on the phone. You know, yep. a lot of a lot of those things are he called from the office. I tell they don't even check that. If you have the right name, yeah. As carrier yeah. telephone carriers or carriers in general, man. If you have the right name, there's almost no authentication. But I but uh, I could feasibly have spoofed it, right? I could have I could right. have spoofed a phone number, called from the main number for said you know company and all of a sudden they're like man phone number check name check i mean i will say this they are getting better because i know what the carrier that i use um i called in the other day to check on one of my kids phones and they it took a while to get to i am who i said i am that you are I, right my second pin number because it had expired before i actually got the page pulled up yeah 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 no some of the carriers are getting better but there's still a lot that are really really bad and i mean right there's do the right thing again yeah you know well that's you have the scrutiny a, that comes with it like how do you scrutinize something that you know could have been purchased anonymously uh you know i went to walmart and got a prepaid card i mean i don't want to go down the rabbit hole of of you know everything that's happening in current uh current events but i was thinking about all of the things that are overly easy to get my hands on to be to hide behind as somebody else or to not have to produce my identity at all. So, you know, going to Walmart, pay cash for a prepaid card. I now have a phone that has no attachment to me personally that I can now make calls, send text messages and really wreak havoc on someone's life. And actually it has no repercussions whatsoever because it doesn't violate the first amendment. Right. Yeah. I mean, until you do something that's, that's, illegal enough to get the thor the authorities involved and then they go back to walmart and yeah find the find the video except oh wait you know what you bought that phone 90 days ago with cash yeah well we Our only goes back. Yeah. 65 days or something you know so or that's... or what was or what was the individual wearing because you know if you're wearing the the gray nondescript hoodie and never really make eye contact with a camera. Can they actually prove that it was you? I mean, because we hear well, that's how I always live. dress when I go to the store. Right. <laughs> I mean, my goal in life is to have some sort of like signature apparel that would give me status, like Steve Jobs, you know, Zuckerberg. I mean, those are real goals that people have. Like, if I wore the same pair of shoes, uh, maybe they're not the same pair, but they look the same. Um, that someone go, oh, that's Chris because he's wearing, you know, red Adidas or whatever it was. Had to be right. Chris, red Adidas. Right. He's the only one yep. that has those. Yep. 
Yep. He has a lock on those babies. So I can, and so I just thought of something that kind of brings it back to. That's good. <laughs> what the show now that I'm about. getting dressed on Amazon. <laughs> so let's kind of, maybe we can use this as kind of the, the, the end of the, end of the road here, but part of doing the right thing. Let's say you offboard a client Whew. or a client or a client offboards you especially if it's someone who's been a client for a long time. Well, think about it. Probably somebody in your organization or maybe multiple somebodies in your organization are on their telecom accounts, on, on all sorts of stuff is part of your offboarding, not only requesting that the customer or and for us it would always be the customer that we request the customer remove us from having a you know administrative authority yeah that's cool you have them you you ask them to remove you but do you go check do do you i yeah this is third-party vendor management which could be a whole series all in of itself um i think that's that might be one of the most important questions any MSP should be asking is, are we truly no longer liable? And one of the examples that I used to get, had given to me over and over again, was in the healthcare space. So if you stop being the business associate with that practice, do you have anything in writing that absolves you from that business associate agreement because you are no longer in the picture, which might involve certain things that you weren't planning on doing, like you have to turn over the backups that you've been doing for them for the last 15 years. You're like, whoa, we hadn't planned on that. But mm-hmm. you still have that obligation because of the agreement you have in place. So that's, man. So yeah. for those of you listening, um, as we wrap up this episode, and there will probably be some more episodes that follow this uh, line of thinking, which is do the right thing. And when we say do the right thing, we're not talking about in general. We hope you're already doing that. We're saying doing the right thing in the context, of how it impacts your organization and your clients when it comes to cybersecurity, the new tax on doing business. Eric, any last thoughts? No, I think you, you pretty much summed it up, but remember you got to give Dave Sobel credit for that tax on small business. I, I will give, I will give Sobel credit for the Sobelism that happened on today's episode of MSP 1337. Thanks, everybody. Have a great week.